0: Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Today is Saturday, September 14th, 2019. Here's some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. This morning's article comes from bnnbloomberg.ca. The headline reads, Canadian household debt-to-income ratio rises in Q2. Household debt levels in Canada continue to tick higher according to the latest figures from Statistics Canada. Canadians plowed... uh, (laughs) Canadians owed roughly $1.74 in credit market debt in the second quarter, which includes consumer credit mortgages and non-mortgage loans for every dollar of household disposable income, the agency said Friday. This marks a modest uptick from the first quarter when the non-seasonally adjusted ratio sat at roughly $1.73. The Bank of Canada has repeatedly pointed to the household debt as a key area of concern for the Canadian economy. Policymakers no doubt will find something to like in these numbers, yet we're still a long distance from writing off household debt from the list of top vulnerabilities for Canada's economy, said Robert Hogue, a senior economist at Royal Bank. On a seasonally adjusted basis, total credit market borrowing increased to 23.5 billion including 14.8 billion in mortgage borrowing in the quarter that compared with a total of 18.9 billion in the first 3 months of the year when mortgage borrowing accounted for 13.1 billion the household debt service ratio measured as a total obligated payments measured as total obligated Payments of principal and interest on credit market debt as a proportion of household disposable income edged up to a record 14.93% of household disposable income in the second quarter compared to 14.87% in the first quarter. TD Bank Senior Economist Brian DePrato said the recent strength in the real estate market has reflected in the data, noting the growth in mortgage debt. While following, while falling borrowing costs likely helped demand for housing, they haven't translated fully into servicing costs, which rose just a bit higher in the second quarter to break through the record last set in late two thousand seven, DePrado said. However, this uptrend is unlikely to persist much longer given 5-year bond yields and mortgage rates that are back back at or below 5 year ago levels. Total credit market debt amounted to 2.25 trillion in the second quarter, including nearly 1.47 trillion in mortgage debt and 700 Eighty-two point nine billion in consumer credit and non-mortgage loans. The Canadian economy is is doing pretty well. Um, I think I don't I haven't had haven't seen August's employment numbers yet. I haven't seen August's employment numbers yet. Um, but July's Dip just slightly, but nothing, unless it becomes a trend, it wasn't, it wasn't anything worrying. And the Bank of Canada clearly isn't worried about it because they held their interest rate and noted that the economy did a little better than they anticipated. So, uh, although there are a bunch of outside forces that are concerning, um, Canada is still doing pretty well. But this is the kind of thing that like, makes me pay attention when the consumer debt per person rises. So more people are taking on, um, are taking on debt that isn't secure. I mean, they're, they're taking on a lot of mortgage debt, which is secured by their house. So that's one thing that's a little safer, but when the consumer debt rises, um, Stuff that like unsecured loans, that's the dangerous part. And then even mortgage debt can be tricky because if people are refinancing or taking out HELOCs to support their lifestyle, that's really tricky. Like that's not safe. And so if Canada... Canada's housing market is doing really good right now. Doing really well right now. And if we as Canadians are taking advantage of the value, that rising value, to increase, to increase our quality of life, that's dangerous. In terms of um, debt, if we're using that debt to reinvest, that's something else. But if, if it's strictly, like if people are strictly taking out more money based on these, the rising value of their house to increase their comfort, their, their uh, what's that, standard of comfort, that's dangerous. And that's where things become, that's where we can become very vulnerable as an economy. So we can be doing well. As an economy, but if a portion of that economy leans on um, is leaning on consumer debt and leaning on even debt in houses, then we could have a problem. Now if we're using, if our household debt is increasing, but we're not necessarily just spending it on lifestyle stuff, quality of life stuff, but we're actually investing it. Like that's a completely different question. Sure. You could be overextended in your assets. That that's a thing, but that's a lot harder to do if you're investing well, um, then if you're just buying a car or if you're buying just consumer goods or whatever, it's a lot less risky. So this is one of the numbers that I pay attention to a lot. I don't per like personally, I try and keep my my personal debt that isn't like, you know, Educational debt or um, like student loans or whatever else. Like that kind of stuff, i a little less measured. But the consumer debt, I personally try and keep low. Trying not to spend what I don't have, which is a tricky thing sometimes, especially depending on the season. If this number keeps ticking up, it'll be interesting to see be interesting to hear how uh, economists respond to that and if it it gets to a place and if it ever becomes something that policymakers pay attention to and if it were to get high enough if it would if politicians would actually take action and put in regulation and restriction Because clearly individuals like in society can't be trusted to make healthy decisions for themselves. Like that's, that's a really bleak outlook, but if people have access to debt, they're, they're going to take it. And nine times, I mean, that's, that's a very general statement, I know eight, nine times out of ten, if someone has access to more debt, they're going to take it and they're going to spend it. Like, I, if I have access to more debt, I'm going to take it, but I'm, I don't necessarily spend it. In fact, I try not to spend it unless it's investment-related. Again, sometimes, some days I'm more successful than others, but... I don't think... I know that, like, the article says that it's something that the Bank of Canada... Yeah, the Bank of Canada has repeatedly pointed to household debt as a key area of concern for, for the Canadian economy. They're some of the most indebted citizens in, in, of any country in the world, so... And when that's not secured by asset... By appreciating assets, that can be dangerous. A little heavy for your Saturday morning. Well, that's Okay. I know that most people listening to this have a very good handle on their debt situation and are actually using debt to build their wealth and increase their cash flow. And I think, you know, honestly I was just sitting down and journaling out some Just goals, long-term life goals, that try and remind myself of... I have them written down in specific places, but I actually rewrite them out every now and then just to kind of keep them fresh. And one of them is I just want to be, I want to teach people how to make money and how to handle money. You know, I'm, I want to help a million people start successful businesses because I believe entrepreneurship is the easiest, Mm. yeah, I'll put it that way for now, I believe entrepreneurship is the easiest way to financial freedom, I don't think it's easy, but I think it's the easiest way to financial freedom, and I think as a health, as a successful entrepreneur, your, your expenses, like you have to watch your expenses, versus your revenue. Um, I love how Gary Keller puts it in Millionaire, Real Estate Agent. um, Have to be revenue driven. And that's something that I'm really trying to implement in my life. Okay, enough. Have a good Saturday, folks.